Her feet sank up to her calves in the thick, putrid ooze covering the slope of the hill. Lisa had been running up the slope for what seemed like hours. Behind her, the water rising from the sea was closer than ever. She needed to hurry. If she was late, then she would miss her opportunity to see Sandy. Sandy would leave on the train that waited at the summit of the hill, and she would never see her again. She could hear the shrill whistle signaling the final boarding of the train. Despite the searing pain in her legs, Lisa applied even more speed. In the back of her mind, a small part of herself that was fully aware of what was happening tried to tell her that none of this was real. She wouldn't, or perhaps couldn't was a better way to look at it, hear herself. From behind the mental bubble protecting her mind from horror, the bubble she had unconsciously constructed for herself in the mountains of Afghanistan, she was muted. The moans of the rising water pounded in her ears and muffled the sounds of the fetid jungle. The smells of rotted meats and of wet vegetation saturated her nostrils and were so strong she was forced to fight back against the gorge that welled up within her at every breath. Above her, the canopy of the jungle created tunnels and corridors that arched in cyclopean vaults. They hurt the brain if they were contemplated for too long. Signposts that looked too much like the state signs up and down the length of Michigan's highways were spaced every hundred or so feet. Instead of announcing distances to the next town and warning drivers and passengers to buckle up, it's the law, these signs were covered with a flowing, runic script that felt greasy and alien. Yet Lisa was sure she should be able to read these signs, that her ability to read them was in fact very important. As she was passing a giant tree, that she was sure was a Californian redwood, a tree with no business on a...